Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. Um, I have with me um, a guest, um, Autumn Higashi. Autumn, welcome to the program. Hello. Yes. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. And you have been, um, every January, uh, it's kind of a traditional thing that we do a sanctity of life emphasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really surrounded uh, the Roe versus Wade decision that was um, you know, brought down um, 50 years ago, right. which is kind of crazy. Um, but uh, um, you know, the pro-life initiative has always been to try to raise awareness and attention to this. And so January is kind of the month when people do that. Mm-hmm. There's a huge march for life. We were just talking about you're heading out there to D.C. for that. Um, But uh, we always have a chapel speaker um, that uh, comes in and talks to our students and really helps them understand um, this issue, Mm -hmm. right, Um, so that they can walk into a world that the conversation is still happening and they can be equipped, they can be prepared, um, they can really know how to think through these particular issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people, right, the pro-life issue is kind of like, why are we even talking about that? Of course we're pro-life. And there's some people who are kind of like, well, wait a second, right? There's still a lot of conversation about what does it mean to be pro-life? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that really our business to get into other people's, you know, decisions that they're making? And so, um, you know, there's a lot of information that goes on around here. You're a fascinating person because you're so young and this is a big passion of yours. So I wanted our parents to kind of hear from you, find out a little bit more about you. And then we're going to talk about what you shared with the students in particular. So Autumn, tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I got involved when I was 16 years old. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. I was homeschooled. I did speech and debate. And the pro-life topic was something that was discussed in our home pretty frequently. My mom was open and honest about it. Um, But I wasn't doing anything. But I think it was because I didn't know that anyone was doing anything. I was kind of in a bubble. Um, I didn't realize that there were people who were actively fighting for abortion rights. You know, I thought people were either pro-life or they weren't. Um, But then I was 16 years old and I saw an article published by Teen Vogue that was titled What to Get a Friend Post-Abortion. And I sat down and I wrote – Go go back. Yes. You just (laughs) – Yeah. You saw an article in – Teen Vogue. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely not going to be from a Christian perspective, mm-hmm. right? But it was what to get a friend post-abortion. Yes. It was essentially 10 gag gifts to give oh. a friend who had just suffered an abortion. And keep in mind, it's targeted towards teenagers. It's oh Teen Vogue. Goodness. And so... So, so that... No, I don't even want to go through the list no, of things that they no, listed no, because they not, were so crass. But, I mean, the things that they were saying was going to help and support a friend who had just oh suffered an abortion. I goodness. mean, not only was it so inappropriate for them to be speaking about the topic, the yes. way that it was handled was so offensive, even to those, you know, who have had abortions in their sure, past. absolutely. The blasé, it's no big deal. You know, here's a funny movie, you know, all of these different things. It was just oh my unbelievable. So so that kind of triggered you and said, hey, I want to yes. do something. I took all my speech and debate skills that I had been working up for the last two years and I sat down and I wrote a response. 
And I had no idea what I was even going to do with it. It was just one of those moments where I felt so prompted and convicted to do something. Got to do something. (laughs) And so I sat down and I wrote the script and I found a studio to film a video in. And I reached out to Students for Life of America and asked if they would like to share the video. I love love your generation. Like, hey, I'm just going to do something. Right. Here's a video. See what happens. And so then Students for Life graciously took the video and they published it. And I remember um, just kind of thinking, okay, I don't really know where this is going to go sure. i thought even if a couple girls my did, age did something see, if it has a difference great yeah if and if, and if they're cares? like hey there's another girl my yep. age who's yep. pro-life that's awesome that's i was great. like that was my goal we'll take it so students i've published a video and i remember i popped into their facebook um the day that they had published it a couple of hours after it had gone up okay and i scrolled down and i saw the video and i saw the headline like the title caption that they had used and it was this is autumn Lindsay, my maiden name this is autumn Lindsay. she is planned parenthood's worst nightmare and i remember thinking wow, wow that like, seems what? like a pretty dr- <laughs> i mean i'm really not anybody but then i looked down and i saw that the video had three hundred thousand views no way. and by the end of the day there was well over a million and by the end of the week there was about five million views i mean i got wow. picked up by the blaze live action uh sarah palin shared my video i mean it was just so widespread and oh my goodness and what so okay shocking. so you, was this when you were 16 yes so this is six years ish ago mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah i'm 22 now yes. so it was just kind of changed your life a all of a very sudden. fast event that happened i didn't even know what was next um students for life reached out and said hey we'd love to take you on as an intern you know you you can work with us keep doing this keep making videos i was like okay i gotta figure out how to film videos you know all this thing and i honestly felt terrified because in the back of my mind i just kept thinking if all of these people who now see me as a pro-life activist find out who i really am a christian girl from a tiny town in a bubble and i'm not doing i mean i think people when they saw the video had assumed i had been some trailblazer for years fighting and and working my way up no it was literally zero to a hundred in an instant and so i was really taken back and terrified and it was the first time that my life had just been ripped open for strangers to pick apart i mean my Faith was being questioned. My intelligence was being questioned. My looks, you know, were being attacked. It didn't matter what it was. I was just being attacked from every angle. And at 16, it was really difficult. You know, reading comments about yourself is a very unnatural feeling (laughs) to think, this is so weird because it feels so personal. And yet I have no idea who this person is. It's just an odd feeling. And so, you know, in that season, the Lord really drew me near. And, you know, he really continued to teach me the lesson that above all my identity is still in him and so it's easy to let go of comments about yourself when you've already been claimed when you've already been um, i care more about what my dad thinks about me my father in heaven than i do about that person that i don't know who they are yeah and and, i mean there were times where you know it's easy for me to say that now but there were times where i really struggled with that of absolutely wow why am i here and what am i doing and i just want to hide in a corner and run away forever. Um, But the Lord continued to draw me out and open doors. And I mean, there was opportunities in front of me that, I mean, I spoke at Creation Fest years back um, in Pennsylvania. And I remember standing on a stage at 17 years old in this forest with 500 people sitting on the ground in front of me. And I was getting ready to teach a 40 minute workshop. Mm. I remember looking back at my dad and I was like, 
what am I doing what am I here? Doing here? <laughs> how, I, don't, I actually don't even know. I, I feel like I just woke up this? from a dream. How yeah. am I standing on this stage about to teach people? That is so awesome. So it was just. I love it. It was just crazy. Yes. It really was. And so I just continued and kept walking through the doors and went to the March for Life every year. And I'm working full-time with Students for Life now as their spokesperson. So I travel and I teach students and I speak at rallies and conferences and pregnancy resource centers. And I have my podcast, Unapologetic, where I take things that are in the culture, you know, whether it's an article, whether it's something that a celebrity said, doesn't matter. We break it down to understand what's really being said and how we should respond as as people who are pro-life and to view it through a biblical lens and a scientific lens and really understanding what's going on in our culture and how do we respond. So In a nutshell, I love that's it. Who I well, am and what here, I do. Here's, here's my first. My first thought is thank you for your courage. Um, to you know, a lot of 16 year olds mm-hmm. might have shrunk back, uh, might have not have written anything at all, and then when it went viral, might have said, "I do not want that attention." Mm-hmm. Um, but so, thank you for your courage to just you know say, "Hey, this is the platform that God's given me, and I'm going to use it for His glory." And right, if if yeah. it's not easy and it's painful right. along the way, then. Yes. You know, it, it happens, but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a proud of you, Thank right? You. Just as a as a dad, you know, <laughs> looking at a daughter, I'm proud of you for Thank these you. six years that you've put into this journey, and and mm-hmm. it's amazing that you know what God has done to continue to open up doors for you and and okay. use your message. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very thrilled to hear you speak to um, you spoke to our seventh and eighth graders for our middle school, and then yes. to our entire high school. Yep. So I went and um, listened to you speak, and it's a it's a very um, uh, and just interesting, but it's it's, it's a very simple. Um, straightforward message that gets mm-hmm. to the heart of the issue, yeah. right, of what is life. Yes. Um, and I think that's one of the things that has been unfortunately confusing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that um, you know, those who are pro-abortion have tried to confuse this particular issue for right. so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's amazing because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you are right that the science has been on our side from, mm-hmm. the, you know, from the beginning. So, you know, when Roe came out and they're like, we don't know when life begins and, you know, the science, it's like, right. yeah, really? We do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we know what it is, and yeah. it's not you know you know it's not a Latin term, the fetus, mm-hmm. right? It is a human being, right? It is a it is a baby. It's not going to develop into a you know a wolf someday. It's not mm-hmm. going to be an apple someday, right? This right. is a this is a human life, and yeah. if you let it go to full term, right? When it's born, it's going to be a human being. We exactly. we know this, right? Mm-hmm. So I loved how you just simply walk through a lot of those things that mm-hmm. that really help. Um, make the conversation mm-hmm. back to what it needs to be about. I know it's been super politicized, mm-hmm. um, which is which is fine, right, for the community to be able to talk about what we believe about these particular things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're talking about whether this is a human life or not, right. and do we need to protect it, yeah. and what is that? So I love that. Like you did Thank a great you. job of just Thank walking you. our students through that. Yeah. Um, I did. It, it's interesting. Um, there was a little bit more time for Q and A with the middle school. Mm-hmm. And they ask you some really good questions. Yeah, they ask um, a lot of questions. Yeah, so for high school, they got to go to the advisory time after and things like that. So they didn't yeah. get as much time to really uh, spend on the questions. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting to see what they would have had. Um, but one of the things with the middle school, which I thought was interesting, um, is um, you know a couple of the, the a student asked about the idea of um, you know is, is there ever a time that you know abortion basically is, is in a sense helps somebody out? Right. Mm-hmm. You have a line in there that you know abortion um, helped me you know, with what you said, but, but, uh, you know, the ending of a life is never. Yes. S- saved. Yeah. I always tell people if you need one sentence to put in your back yes. pocket, give, it, give us that one sentence all again. in all response to any pro-choice argument. It's that 
no situation will be made better by the ending of an innocent human life. Okay. Because, I mean, that's the reality. It's, it's yes. All of these circumstances, all of these justifications that they come up with, yep. the question is always, okay, yes, somebody might be in a, a difficult situation, but will the situation be made better or be solved by ending the life of that yes. child? So that helps with so many different right. conversations mm-hmm. and questions. One of the things that kind of popped into my mind as mm-hmm. you were saying that um, was the story of Alyssa Milano. Um, who's an actress, mm-hmm. right? And your generation probably doesn't remember her, but my generation does. <laughs> so she was a childhood actress. But it's interesting because she got pregnant when she was young, mm-hmm. um, decided to have two abortions, right? Mm-hmm. And she's very public about this. Um, but her statement was always, I wasn't ready to be a mom, okay. right? So I had some abortions. And then when she got famous, she got popular, she got you know to the point where she could you know, have and start a family, right? Mm-hmm. She has children now and she's super excited. And she will say, I'm so glad I had those abortions mm-hmm. because it would have derailed my life right right? and so it's kind of an interesting thing I think that's a lot of the conversation that people have is Mm -hmm. I simply want to have the choice of when I want to start my family how many kids I want things like that and it becomes a very difficult conversation Mm -hmm. when you're pro-life because it seems like I'm forcing upon you a child that you don't want but of course your regard then is there's other solutions to that yeah And and that's the thing that's so you know, that, that we don't get into. It's yeah. like, I'm not forcing upon you a life, mm-hmm. but I am protecting that life. It doesn't mean you have to raise that as mm-hmm. your child. And there's so many people, you got into this a little bit, yeah. there's so many people ready for adoptions mm-hmm. that are waiting for children to be born. So it's a great, I, mean, I love yeah. that tool that you gave our kids, yeah. right, to be able to kind of think through things and, and yeah. answer those questions. Yeah. And in those situations, it's so interesting, you know, um, Many celebrities have a similar story mm-hmm. of I got pregnant at a certain time in my life where I didn't have the resources, I was alone, and I needed an abortion so that I could survive. Right. And what I find so devastating is that we live in a culture that settles for that narrative. That's right. That if you do not kill your baby, you will not survive. You will struggle. You will suffer. Whereas the response from the pro-life community and the Christian community is – what is making you feel like you won't survive right. and let's solve let's that? Solve. Because it, it's not the baby. And it may of, be your finances. It right. may be one of the One of the kids in middle school asked about that. Yes. Right? Was about the financial part. And yes. you quickly, right, mm-hmm. did the, hey, every pro-life group in Prestonwood has, a, you know, a pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in a pregnancy that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, what, mm-hmm. whatever difficulties are in there, right? This organization walks alongside you and says, hey, mm-hmm. let's help you with those things, whatever it is. So that's yeah. a that's a great response. And it helps yeah. you think through that process. Mm-hmm. Because that life is so valuable and so important mm-hmm. that there are people who want to help you, right. right? Not only protect that life, but maybe raise that child as your own mm-hmm. or to have somebody else raise it. But, but the taking of the life, the elimination of the life, Right. Doesn't help that that situation at all. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the the audience was really engaged, you know, as I was praying, as preparing for coming to Texas Mm -hmm. and speaking with the students at Prestonwood. What the Lord really put on my heart is just to go back to the basics. And I think that we live in a culture that is so polarized. We live in a culture that is so confusing and so foggy that I just felt the Lord calling me to speak about you know, our faith leads us to respect human life, right. and science tells us that life begins in the womb. And we combine those two, and we have a cohesive argument against abortion. Because, you know, you know, I, I speak at a lot of different events and with a lot of student groups who are really actively involved in pro life movement. What they want is the answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. So I do pro life apologetics training mm-hmm. where they ask me every question they have ever heard, every argument for abortion, and yeah. we break them down. But today it was just so. 
um, beautiful to just get to speak about the heart of the Lord and the reality of where we are in our culture and what our response should be. And so I felt like bringing it back to why do we even care at all? Yeah. And and what's the what's the big deal about human life? And, and why is human life so valuable? Okay, let's look to his word. And, um, you know, just getting to bring that together was was such an honor on my behalf to get to share that with the students and, and to see such a welcoming response was really encouraging because, you know, I go to campuses and schools Sometimes and I can tell response you. response is a little different. Yeah. I mean, we I, I'll be in a room of Christian kids and they're laughing at me throughout mm. my entire presentation and texting and not paying attention. And you can tell that they have already began to sure. believe the lies yeah. of our culture. And I was just so blessed by um, Prestonwood here. It seems like such a phenomenal community of kids. Yeah. Um, who are really receptive. I also love one of the other things that you did was, um, and, and sometimes we get a little bit, I, I guess, um, you know, apathetic to the issue of pro-life mm, because right, we are absolutely. in Texas um, and Texas has been yeah. one of the leaders in protecting mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, so it, it's one of the states that will, you know, um, since the Dobbs decision and right. now every state gets yep. to have this conversation, right? Where, you know, for 49 years, we couldn't have the conversation. Mm-hmm. For 49 years, Texas has been leading the way in trying to find ways to protect women, to make sure yeah. that they would have information, to make sure that facilities would be the best they could be. So Texas has done so much mm-hmm. for 49 years, trying trying to make sure, right, that whatever row would allow us to do, yes. that we would do. But yes. now... To continue to push. Yes. Push and push and push and but push. But now yes. Dobbs has happened, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, hey, each state gets to, you know, define this issue. And so mm-hmm. Texas will become a pro-life state, right? We will ban abortions here in the state. Um, but I loved how you mentioned to the students that there are other states, including New York, mm-hmm. <laughs> that have gone the other direction. Right. Um, and, you know, you had a picture up there, you know, of, of a baby and, you know, it's like, this is a full-term baby. And mm-hmm. in New York, um, this this child, right, which you can look at it and you're like, this is a child, this is mm-hmm. a, you know, a human being, this is obvious. But in New York, right, there, there are no limitations that they're going to be placing on the issue of abortion. Um, and in some states, they're even looking at taking that even further, mm-hmm. right, of, of moving past birth. Right? In of, New York of is having, one of them. Of having mm-hmm. that conversation, you're kind of like, that doesn't even make any sense, right. right, because the entire argument used to be, right, that, you know, this was a burden on somebody else and, yep. you know, couldn't sustain. It's like now the child can be even born mm-hmm. and you're saying we could end that particular life. So I'm glad that you introduced that to help our, our students really think mm-hmm. through that the conversation isn't over. It's not over because we're in Texas. It's not over right. because of Dobbs. Really, this conversation is continuing, and they need to be armed and prepared to go out and be able to give mm-hmm. right a reason for what God's Word says about why life is important and valuable yeah. and what we need to do. So right. I appreciate that. But kind of bring up, um, you mentioned New York, uh, some other states. Mm-hmm. Do you pay attention to what's going on across the country on the issue of abortion? Yes. So I work for Students Five of America, but we also have Students for Life Action, which is our political wing. And we, uh, you know, when Dobbs was decided and Roe v. Wade was overturned, we immediately got back to work of what's our next focus. And our next focus is targeting the states like New York, like Washington State, who are trying to make abortion illegal on demand through all nine months of pregnancy for any reason. Legal. 
continue on, to on make it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So we are focusing on that. And so we have um, political campaigns that we are assisting. We have students that are door knocking in states all across the country. And Love we're it. sending out texts and calls and trying to elect pro-life leaders because yes. we know that, you know, on one end, Students for Life is really trying to change culture and Students for right. Life Action is right. trying to change laws. And we think if we can do those both at the same time, we'll get to our finish line faster because it is both. You know, I yeah. think there's people who think, you know, I don't want to get political. This is a heart issue. You know, this is a one-on-one, you know, conversation that mm-hmm. has to be had. Absolutely. But we also can't um, neglect the fact that our laws play a huge part in leading our culture. Yeah. Um, you know, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, it changed our culture and their view towards abortion. It became normal, it became legal. Right. And that desensitized the idea that it was wrong. And so Students Life Action is kind of focusing you know, on all of the states that are really pushing for more legal abortion. Right. It kind of went from one big battle to 50 smaller battles. Right. Um, and so that's kind of been our focus and keeping an eye and, and, and watching and holding pro-abortion candidates accountable yeah. is another big piece of it. Yeah. So. And that that's so important because those what you call smaller battles, those battles in each state level mm-hmm. um, really are um, so, I mean, you know, you, you think about this, if you had asked me 10 years ago, will Roe versus Wade ever be overturned? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said, and it's kind of an interesting thing, I'd have said, I hope so, because right. it's such bad law. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter what it's about, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the pro-life issue is super, super important. Whether yeah. a life is there or whether a life ends, I mean, there's not really a, a you know, a more important conversation to have. Mm-hmm. From a legal standpoint, it was just such a bad law right. that I was waiting for the Supreme Court to kind of go, yeah. that's a terrible law, yeah. right? And they did, yes. right? Finally. And I was yes. like, oh, my goodness. Now, if you said, okay, so we're going to go to each state, it's amazing to think that in the next 5, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. you could have a majority of the states, right, a majority of the 50 states, right, actually outlaw abortion. We could move towards a generation that instead of being raised, right, your entire life, almost my entire life, mm-hmm. right, was under the concept that abortion was legal, we could actually switch that where now our kids could be raised in a generation that their entire life, most of the country has said, no, that's that's mm-hmm. not right. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah. And that's not something that we want to promote. We're going to mm-hmm. protect life. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking that's an amazing shift that can happen. Yes. In the next few years. So those battles are super important. Um, obviously, in Texas, um, we've elected some great pro-life leaders, mm-hmm. right, from our governor, lieutenant governor, and our yes. state legislature. Yes, so, life action was Yeah, so they're down there. They, they just started, right? January yeah. is when they go down for our, you know, legislative session. And they will do a, a lot of great work, hopefully, in this legislative session mm-hmm. to protect life, to make abortion in this state illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other places and other groups like yours that are out there saying, what are the other states that we need to focus on and pay attention to? Mm-hmm. And those battlegrounds are so important. So Autumn, thank you for for doing that work. Um, Is there any other um, word that you'd want to give just to our parents as they're having these conversations with our students? Yeah, something that I always love to share with parents is I think we all have a heart to protect our children Mm -hmm. and to not expose them to the evilness of this world. Mm. But we also can't neglect the fact that the evilness of this world is attacking our children. And, you know, I speak with parents who want to tiptoe around the topic because it's a hard conversation to have. And I understand that, but they're already hearing about it. You know, I've never gone to a middle school or a high school group where they had no idea what abortion is. They had some idea Mm -hmm. of it already. And that either came from home, from church or social media or culture. And so it's, who do you want to teach your children about abortion? You 
or Planned Parenthood because in public schools across the country, Planned Parenthood teaches sex ed in schools because they're, you know, making sure they're securing their future clients. If they can desensitize them to sex, if they can desensitize them to abortion, if they can build trust between them, if something happens in your child's life or they find themselves in an unexpected pregnancy, who are they going to go to? Their friends at Planned Parenthood. And so it's so... And they are there and prepared and ready Mm -hmm. to give that abortion, to take that money and Mm -hmm. to continue to build that organization yep. right that that just continues to grow and have yep. an influence with our with our kids with our yep. young people and so you're right that mm-hmm. you know your students will hear about these things and mm-hmm. they will be taught a particular worldview yep. and if our parents aren't having those conversations mm-hmm. then unfortunately they have to go to somebody else to learn about when does life begin and is life mm-hmm. valuable and can i right can i take the life of a child for the betterment of myself right Right. As opposed to my job is to protect the life of the unborn and to protect the innocent life that's been given to me. So that's a really important conversation to have. Yeah. I also think that, um, you know, with your boys and your girls, Mm -hmm. a conversation that my mom sat me down with and had was an important one of we want you to know that if you find yourself pregnant, Mm -hmm. you can come to us without judgment. We will love you. We will support you because my mom didn't want me to be more scared of her than having an abortion. And so that open communication, because many kids who grow up in Christian homes, they choose abortion because of the pure shame of admitting it to their parents. And it's a decision that's made out of fear. It's incredibly rash. And they don't have the full gravity and understanding to know what that even means long term. And it's something that they'll carry for the rest of their lives. And so having that conversation with your sons, if you get a girlfriend pregnant ever, come to us. We will support you um, to have that just open door so that they know that because I think so many kids are just, they get so scared Mm -hmm. and you don't want your child to make such a life altering decision out of fear. And so I think having the conversation, being truthful, being honest, but then also making sure that they know that you are a safe place is such an important conversation to have with your teen boys and your teen girls. Yeah, Which goes back to your statement. The one thing that I want you to know, right, is the ending of a life Right? Does it make the situation better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That, that that whatever situation you're yeah. in, right? Yeah. Which, which, you know, hey, you know, I, you know, as a young girl, I'm pregnant, or as a mm-hmm. boy, you know, my girlfriend's pregnant, or whatever. Yep. Ending that life is not going to make that situation better. Mm-hmm. It is simply going to give you extra complications right. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? You don't you yeah. don't want to do that. It, saying you're in a bad situation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Let's figure out ways Let's that we can make situation. it better. Let's solve the situation. Yeah, totally. But ending the life of another person yeah. because you've made those decisions mm-hmm. is not the right solution. Yeah, I just think it's so important for us to really build up our students, especially in this topic, because I think one of the worst things that we could do for them is to braze over the issue of mm. we're pro-life, we're Christians, right. and not go deeper than that. That's because right. then what happens is they get to college and they're told you're only pro-life because you're a Christian, but no one's ever actually taught you anything about this topic. You're so misinformed. You have no idea what you're talking about. And it's so sweet that you felt convicted to that because of your religion, but I don't have the same God as you. And so I'm going to believe science and science is clear that, you know, whatever. And they, and they go on their rant. I mean, professors will desensitize, students will desensitize. And so I think the best thing that we can do for our students and our children is to make sure that they are so clear and know how to defend what they believe. Because I can be in a conversation with anyone regardless of what they believe and hold my own because I know what science says, you know, and so I always tell people, absolutely, I am pro-life because I'm a Christian. 
but I could have an entire conversation explaining why abortion is wrong and why my why I'm pro life without bringing my faith into the discussion at all, um, because it is a human rights issue. It is a scientific stance that abortion ends a human life, and so it's important for us to train our students or our kids. Sorry, I say students because I work with students all the time, but um, you know, with our kids so that they are confident because yeah. with confidence comes strength and power. And um, I always tell people when you know how to respond, you're not going to be scared to speak out anymore. That's right. Our fear of not knowing what to say is really what holds us back. And if we can break through that wall, you'll see that it doesn't feel controversial to be pro-life. It really doesn't. Because when you're so abundantly clear on the truth and the reality, then it doesn't feel like a hot topic that you have to tiptoe around because it's black and white. Yeah. Abortion is wrong. Yeah. God is our creator, that he is the creator and the author of life. He does not make mistakes. He is in control and he has a purpose for every individual that he has designed. Yep. And you're actually, you're fighting for what's best for other people, mm-hmm. even if they don't know it, Right. which which is a, you know, a fascinating thing mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to realize. If a person doesn't know it or doesn't believe it right now because mm-hmm. they're in a crisis, they're in a situation, they don't understand it, but you're fighting for what's best for them, mm-hmm. that's a great place to be. Yeah. And, and we need to continue to do that. Um, so, Autumn, thank you for um, just six years ago, right, <laughs> having the courage to, to write that, do that video, letting yeah. it go viral and not kind of shying away from it. Um, and then thank you for the last six years just mm-hmm. going out and spreading the word, spreading the truth, talking to students. Thank you for coming to PCA and, and sharing that with our students and, and equipping them and preparing them. And uh, and now I know that you've got other places to go. So uh, we'll let you get on that plane and fly to your next destination. Of, yes, uh, you're going to go zipping and, off to DC. But yeah. thank you so much. I felt so welcomed here at this campus. And it was just such an honor to get to share a piece of my heart. So thank you for trusting me enough to come and share. Um, I really just loved my time here. And it was so beautiful to see such a strong community of Christian students who love the Lord and have a heart for his heart as well. Awesome. We loved having you. Thank you. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.